I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. KSL News Time is 6 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Amanda Dixon. Tim has the day off, and we are broadcasting live this morning from Grantsville High School, the home of the Cowboys. And we'll be talking more with teachers and other staff here at the high school throughout the morning. Our top story, UDOT crews are preparing for another big storm headed our way this weekend by doing large-scale avalanche mitigation in both Cottonwood Canyons this morning. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with details. Adam? Amanda, Little Cottonwood Canyon's been closed since last night, and Big Cottonwood Canyon will close for a short time later this morning as crews prepare for the next storm coming in this weekend. Uh, meteorologist Alex DeSmet with the National Weather Service says an atmospheric river starting down in California will make its way up to us this weekend. The wet weather could produce thick, heavy snow in the mountains and rain here in the valleys. UDOT says Big Cottonwood Canyon will close at 8 a.m. Both will hopefully reopen at 8.30 as they try to lower the risk ahead of what will be the next heavy layer of an already massive snowpack. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. People living in North Ogden can get sandbags for free to prevent flooding. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis has more. With temps on the rise and rain in the forecast, several Utah cities have been working hard on flood prevention. North Ogden city officials say residents can come get free sandbags at the public works office. Some pre-filled bags are available and people can also fill bags themselves to take home. Officials say it's a good idea to bring your own shovel in case lots of people are there filling their bags this morning. Experts say it's a good idea to have sandbags on hand before flooding starts. It's also a good idea to clear out snow from gutters and away from the foundation of your home to prevent floods. Parts of California are bracing for the next round of severe weather. Up to eight inches of rain now possible along California's northern coast. Monterey County officials are telling residents to stock up at least two weeks' worth of essential supplies. ABC's Liz Nagy has more. In Southern California, the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office says at least 12 people have now died since the recent snowstorms cut off mountain communities. Some people have now been stranded for weeks after back-to-back storms dumped seven feet of snow in some areas. Meanwhile, the Sierra Nevada mountains are still digging out from up to 15 feet of snow. Forecasters expect heavy rain and more snow with 100-mile-per-hour wind gusts. The famous white snow coat worn by KSL meteorologist Kevin Eubank has been getting a lot of use this winter. KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson explains. Has Kevin Eubank ever walked into my studio wearing the white snow coat? Well, the answer is no, not until yesterday. Kevin tells us the snow coat tradition started with another broadcast legend, his dad, Mark Eubank. It started as a little joke with some friends on set, and then it turned into quite the Utah legacy. So he would wear that coat when it was going to snow, and there were some rules. It had to snow more than an inch. The valley locations had to get that snow, or Salt Lake City, and it had to happen within 24 hours of wearing the coat. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. Uh, we do have some breaking news this morning on KSL. Rocky Mountain Power says over 3,300 customers are without power this morning in neighborhoods ranging from Bountiful to Salt Lake. Crews have been dispatched, and they hope to have all the power restored by 9 a.m. Stay tuned to KSL News Radio. 
KSL's top national stories this hour. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital this morning after tripping and falling at a private dinner at a hotel last night. McConnell's spokesman says it's unclear if the 81-year-old will be released today and if that would have an impact on scheduled votes in the Senate. The Senate has been without several members recently due to illness. The leaders of rail company Norfolk Southern will appear on Capitol Hill today to answer questions about recent train derailments. ABC's Mark Remillard reports. First, the company's train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio in February, then Springfield, Ohio last week, and now a train conductor was killed in a collision in Cleveland on Tuesday. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw will be on Capitol Hill Thursday facing questions from senators about the company's practices. In prepared remarks obtained by ABC News, Shaw will apologize for the East Palestine wreck and its impact on residents. He also vows his company will clean up the mess safely, thoroughly, and quickly. Mark Remillard, ABC News. First Look Traffic takes us over to you, Andy. Amanda, traffic holding up pretty well for now in the Salt Lake Valley, but if you're going to go into any of the canyons, you're going to deal with uh, slippery conditions and reduced speeds, including Sardine, Weber, uh, Parley's Canyons. Big Cottonwood Canyon open, and it will be until 8 o'clock this morning, and then they'll close it uh, temporarily for avalanche control. Little Cottonwood has been closed since overnight for avalanche control and is still closed. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. We get another key read into the job sector this morning. This morning's jobless claims report may get more attention than usual because it's being released on the eve of an anticipated employment report. Economists are expecting the number of Americans who filed for benefits to tick up slightly from last week's seasonally adjusted 190,000 to about 195,000. That number is still consistent with steady hiring. ABC's Daria Albinger reporting. Three Los Angeles police officers are in stable condition after they say they were shot last night by a parolee at large. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass says law enforcement officials put themselves in danger every day. Every day, the men and women of the Los Angeles Police Department put themselves in harm's way. Tonight is a reminder that the danger is very real. Police say the parolee barricaded himself inside a building in Lincoln Heights and is now in custody. Russia has unleashed a massive new assault on Ukraine, the biggest in nearly three weeks. A barrage of Russian missiles targeting the energy infrastructure across Ukraine, hitting residential buildings. Rescue workers now digging through the rubble for possible victims. The Zaporizhia nuclear power plant also losing power as a result of the missile attacks and is now running on generators that can run the station for 10 days. Nuclear plants need constant power to run cooling systems and avoid a meltdown. In Esdalekwateri, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. Ongoing protests across France this morning over the government's proposal to raise the minimum retirement age from 62 to 64. ABC's Inez de la Quatera has more from Paris. With refinery deliveries suspended, electricity output reduced, and public transportation services disrupted, French unions continuing to protest the government's plan to reform pensions. Even those who haven't yet joined the labor market are getting involved, with students planning to block access to some universities and high schools on Thursday. French President Macron are the changes are necessary to keep the public pension system financially stable since people are living longer. In Esdalekwateri, ABC News, Paris. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. 
I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 